Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we have Jim Rosati. Jim, Jim, Jim. Official workouts today. It is Monday. Yeah, Monday. Uh, spring training started. Everybody's reported to camp. Um, yeah, good stuff. Not a whole lot happened this weekend, but it is what it is. Um, are you sure? Seems like a lot of stuff happened this weekend. Maybe not so much parts related, but there's a lot of stuff that happened this weekend. We don't need to maybe discuss it all on this show, but there's a lot that happened this weekend. Yeah, it was a weird weekend, wasn't it? Friday it was, was really one of weird. the weirder days of my entire life. But um, yeah, we won't get into that here. Um, Nothing screams this fan base needs baseball more than... I feel like... I, we talked about this weekend, but honestly, this entire week... Yeah, this fan base is starving for something. <laughs> so, yeah, it, let's let's just get the games. Saturday, game start. Let's get to that so we can actually start about... We can start talking about, like, how guys look. And, yeah, that, that's that's what I need right now. Yes, we all do. But we're almost there. We honestly are. It is Monday. Like you said, Saturday is the very first game against Baltimore. With uh, you're talking about some, you know, we you know how spring training goes at first, right? A lot of the, the prospects play, and two teams with some pretty talented prospects. So that's going to be a fun first game as well. So I'm excited. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm excited for this coming week. Um, I'm com- excited for the weekend. Excited to get games going. I just want to see. I just want to see baseball again. Like college baseball was on this weekend. I yeah. didn't really catch any of it, but um. Yeah, that's that's something right there. That's right. If you're and <laughs> for a fan base that loves to talk about things way too early, yeah, college baseball's back. So college baseball back the and, uh, picking in the first round this year. I'll say this: Chase Burns looked really good this weekend. Looked really, there you good. have it. So yeah, you know what? Let's just uh, let's just start going to start talking about Chase Burns. My guess is if he keeps pitching the way he pitched this weekend, he's not going to be around when the Pirates pick. So it's not going to matter. There you go. Well, anyways, with that said, um, yeah, we are officially into workouts today. There's, I mean, pitches and catches reported last week. Andrew McCutcheon showed up. You know, O'Neill Cruz is down there, showed up already. So we've gotten some pictures and video clips. Uh, but like you said, there's not a whole lot to actually like talk about. You know, I think we dove into on NS9 Live some of the things that came out of spring training um, and like nothing since has. And sure, there's like been some rumors that have happened, but nothing that we also really haven't talked about in the sense of those rumors. So, right. Jim, you had a good idea as we were behind the scenes talking like, what the hell are we going to talk about today? Do a little mailbag show. Yeah. So shout out to the discord. Um if you're not in the Discord, join the Discord. Links in the uh, the description. But yeah, we asked last night, asked the Discord to give us some questions that they had for us, and yeah, they delivered. Definitely have enough questions to to get through a show. We may not even get to all of them. So let's start. Let's do it. Where do you want to start? Uh, the top. The very first question. That's usually a great place to start. All right. So, actually, question is from Frank. 
And he asks, who do you think will be the best of Ronzi, Priester, or Ortiz this year? This is a tough question. I'll just start off with that sense. This is a very tough question. Uh, I don't like. I don't personally know how to truly answer it either. I mean, this is all very subjective here. I have no. This is what's going to happen. Here's my thoughts and my feelings. Boom. Take this for gospel. This is just who do I think? And right. I guess for me to work it out, Ronzi's fallen so far from grace. But like there was a time he was a very, very talented pitcher. And again, like he had Rowanzy Day. That wasn't that too long. Like that wasn't that long ago, Jim. Like if we're talking a year ago, excited for when you name these three pitchers, it's clearly Rowanzy. Probably. Clearly. Yeah. But man, last year was so, so bad. And like the words of Rowan's, he could be DFA'd has come out of her mouth multiple times. Like he could be DFA'd this year. And as far as, oh. what's that? Yeah. Like if he doesn't look good in spring training, he's probably gone. Like right. he's show it. And like with Louise Ortiz, he kind of came out of nowhere, but I mean, he shot up and you saw the talent when he made his debut and such. Right. And the last year was pretty bad. Also, and mm-hmm. Quinn Priester was a prospect, right? He never really like, showed out in the majors until last year. Well, he didn't show out either, either, but like he never showed up into the majors and it was a struggle, but like he's, I guess he still has that, that new shine to him a bit. Like he's still a prospect. I feel like Quinn Priester, like, like I feel like he's the safest to me. That's where I'm at. Um, I think Priester is like a couple tweaks away from being a, a, an elected, an effective major league pitcher. But I think if you're going to, if, if I have to choose between these three, I'm just looking at like pure stuff. And I'm going to bet on that. So based on that, I'm going Luis Ortiz. Because you even look at it, and, and last year, you know, he clearly took a step back, right, um, in his development. But, you know, 86 and two-thirds innings pitched 4.78 ERA. He was heads and shoulders above both of those other two guys, like when it came to actual results. Um, the way he got to them, not necessarily maybe the way we want that to be. Like, the strikeouts were way down. Uh, the walks didn't look good. But, like, just from a pure stuff standpoint, He's just flashed the best out of the bunch. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I'm leaning. I would lean more towards Luis Ortiz out of those three. Um, Roanzi just he just looked done. Like at the end of the, at the end of the, like he just looked like he had nothing in the tank last year. Priester, I still somewhat believe in, but yeah, I'm gonna go Ortiz. Just and I'm just betting on the stuff. That's it. Like I, I'll just say, like he he has the best stuff out of the three, so that's who I'm going with. If that's I that's absolutely fair. Like I, I I can't harp on anyone who's going to pick either of them. That's just part of that's again. That's why this question is kind of loaded in that sense. I think yeah. it just ends up being preference until spring comes. Like that's one thing. Like once spring training hits and you're starting to see them pitch, I think we have a clearer idea of like what we might be able to expect this year. I'll say this, like. The Pirates really could use at least one of those guys turning things around. <laughs> like they need yeah. one of them. <laughs> they need one of them to be like, you know what? I'm a major league pitcher. Because right now, neither. We've seen three. how this offseason's gone. 
But yeah. yes, <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, so they, they, they need one of those guys. No, I'm with you. Um, okay, well, good. Good question, Frank. Good answer, Jim. Um, so here's a question. So what can we look forward to when you guys get down to Bradenton? Do you guys have any plans once you get there? This is a fun one. We have yeah. a lot of plans. I'll say that much. Yeah, we have a lot of plans. So, so, so the cool thing about this trip, one, you know, it's in it's in Bradenton, but but two, it's really the only chance that like all of us get together, you know, for for the year. Like we'll do we'll do a tailgate, another you know NS nine tailgate this summer at PNC Park, and everybody will be invited to it, and and that'll be fun. Uh, but this is really our first chance to get together and like hang out for for a few days. So, um, so I mean, while we're there, like. We're, we're going to try to just knock out a ton of stuff to uh, to just kind of get for you all over the course of the year. Like we'll probably be be recording a bunch of, you know, stuff that we can use in YouTube shorts and TikToks and things like that uh, to spread out across the year. So, you know, look forward to, to things like that. Jim um, will be dancing. Yeah, no dancing for me. Um, I'm looking forward to, to seeing That's some, cheaping. some, uh, <laughs> some contacts too that, that we've made, like, obviously, you know, a bunch of the beat writers will be there. Um, it's always fun to hang out with, you know, everybody we've, we've had a bunch of guests on the show who, you know, we get together with them when we're down there. Um, and then just like, just being in, in Lecom park, like that's with, with actual baseball being played, huge fan right. of that. But no, I think you can expect like every day while we're down there, you know, we're we're gonna kind of similar to what we did in winter meetings. Like we'll we'll recap the the day, um, the action, things we saw, things we heard, uh, things like that. So we'll we'll have something for you at least once a day, most likely twice or three times per day right. for you while we're down there. Yeah, yeah, it, it's packed. Like our schedule is packed, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. And like you l- talked about a little bit about the house, right? I mean, the reason we got the house too is it looks pretty fun. It's a, it looks like a pretty cool place to make content. We'll put it that way. Um, so yeah, like I'll, I'm really excited to get down there. And like you said, the fact that like we're all going to be together again to see each other, the, the content we're going to make, and just just hanging out, having a good time, just dudes being dudes. That's part of it as well. Yep. Yeah. So I can't wait. But yeah, and also like we pretty much plan on being in Pirate City like every morning. So, you know, we'll get content from there. Uh, and then, of course, being at the games. Uh, yeah. So there, there's still some things up our sleeves. Hopefully we'll announce soon. So stay yeah, tuned. so if you all if you all want like a grainy video of a Hunter Barco bullpen, we'll have it for you. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, so there is that. Uh, I guess our next question is now. This is interesting, and we've kind of talked about, I think, with Mackie. But uh, thoughts on trading Sawinski and minor league arm for Cabrera, and then filling the outfield hole by signing Michael A. Taylor. Yeah, so I think this whole Sawinski for Cabrera thing started with Mackie on our show. Um, like he mentioned that that he would do it. Um, mm-hmm. I disagreed with him. I, I would not trade Jack Sawinski for Edward Cabrera. Uh, yeah, like, no, I, I'm not doing that. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's a straight up answer to the question. <laughs> no, like Michael A. Taylor is not a good um, replacement, I think, for Jack Sawinski. Like he he brings you completely different things than Jack Sawinski brings you. Michael A. Taylor is going to provide you really good center field defense. The bat, though, isn't that great. You know, if you get anything out of the bat, it's a bonus. Whereas with Sawinski, like this lineup really, really needs that bat of his in it. Um, and I... I I said I I said before like I think Jack Sawinski's going to turn into a very good baseball player, and I think he keeps taking steps forward. I think he has a really good year this year. I'm not trading Jack Sawinski at this point unless it's for somebody way more um, established than Edward Cabrera. I think that's fair. I, I think um, you know we did talk about it earlier, and I want to say this keyword earlier when we talked to Mackie, it was much earlier in the off season. I think you could make an argument of how that could be a fair trade in a sense and don't like bash me, but what I'm saying is like both come with flaws, both like you see, you see good in both of them. You see flaws in both of them. Um, and I think both have a chance to turn around and be good players, but both have a chance to also maybe not, you know, like this, those struggles with Swinsky carry over and he strike out the way he does. And the contact's really not there. Like he might not be that guy, you know, he's good enough. He's a major league player for sure. And so is Edward Cabrera. So, like, I can see the argument there. But what I'll say is, ultimately, we're too far in the offseason to entertain that right now. And, and I say that because if you make that deal, you make that deal because you can sign a, you can sign a guy in the outfield. Like, you can replace Jack Swinsky. That's something we talk about. Like, corner outfielders aren't that cost-heavy. Like yeah, There's still some of, available. Like, there's still some decent ones available. There are, but not to the level that there were before. So I guess that's just kind of where I'm at also. Like I'm not, you make the deal for Michael A. Taylor right now because he makes Jack Swinski a better player. You don't make the deal for Michael A. Taylor because you need to replace Jack Swinski. And that's where I'm at. Like if I'm trading Swinski for Edward Cabrera, I've now made my rotation look stronger, but my outfield is really weak now. So you got to replace that, you know, and that's just where I'm at. I think you could do it easier in the, earlier in the off season to do that if you wanted to make that move. But now I think it's going to be much harder and I'm staying away. Yeah. I, I think if you were dealing from a position of strength in the outfield, then, then maybe it's a little bit easier to do, but the pirates don't have a deep outfield at all. I mean, you look at their, you look at their 40 man, you look at their minors and like, there's no one there who could just like step in. Right. So like if, if, if Jack Sawinski was a, was a borderline starter, you know, and he was like fighting for position for position or playing time on this team, then sure, go ahead and do it. Kind of similar to how Edward Cabrera is with the Marlins, right? Like they've got this plethora of pitchers, so it makes him at least somewhat expendable for them mm -hmm. to plug holes in other in other ways. The Pirates don't have a plethora of outfielders. So you deal Jack Swinsky and all you're doing is just making another hole. Uh so I I I know you could, like I said, you could, the, the, the question was plugging the hole with Michael A. Taylor, but I think those are two different caliber players, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. So there's that answer. Yeah, Next I kind of agree with this right here. Like the only way you've traded Swinsky is if you go and you turn around and you sign Bellinger. And that's just not going to happen. And that's not going to happen. And that's yeah. right. But that would be it. Like if they went and signed Cody Bellinger, you can be you, you can, can probably do it into then. that 
that yeah. loss of Jack Swinski because now he brings in Edward Cabrera. You know, you have Cody Bellinger. Like we're cool. Yeah, I'm probably wanting more than Cabrera though. Like at that point, I think also higher. Yeah, from my point of view, yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think instead of like his question was Swinski and a prospect for Cabrera. I think it'd be more like Swinski for Cabrera and a prospect. And probably nothing substantial, but like I think it that would be flipped. Yeah. All right. All right. So here's another question. Uh, this I think kind of deals with the Marlins also, but uh, Pagaro has all star potential at second base with his pop. I would be I would do Bay Ashcraft, but don't think the Marlins would do it. So of course I assume this is for Eric Cabrera as well. There's been a lot of talks and rumors and. The rumors, I don't know whose source or what's being actually reported, but the rumors that you see on Twitter floating around are that Pagaro possibly. But before that, it was a lot of Bay and Ashcraft and such. I'll I'll start and say this. For a trade for Edward Cabrera, like if it takes Leover Pagaro, I'm okay with that. And I know there's a lot of people that had like a lot of backlash that look again, like this is the second base who has this type of pop and potentially all-star potential. And I mean, like Edward Cabrera has all-star potential also. Yeah. It's two players that are also kind of flawed. Um, but there's some things that you like in them, but like Piquero's not an untouchable prospect. that I think a lot of people are now insinuating when, you know, these rumors came out with Edward Cabrera, like Piquero's, I, I like him. I, I hope to see him, you know, play well and, and do good and become a, productive pirate but like there's no guarantees that he is and he's not like this untouchable guy for me and if like he's gonna bring in an edward cabrera i'm i'm perfectly okay with that yeah um well i don't think bay ashcraft gets it done like oh uh, well not 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 in the least um, you're you're probably having to give up at least a, a player of Pagero's caliber, and yeah, I guess it depends too on like how you think of like 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 can Nick Gonzalez take steps forward, right? That's that's a big question. How fast do you think Termar Johnson can get to the majors? I think if you were going to trade Pagero, I would have rather seen the Pirates do something, you know, maybe a little bit more proactive this offseason like maybe do this earlier in the offseason because you know when you had some second baseman available like you know, maybe you trade Pagaro for Cabrera but then you sign with Merrifield right mm-hmm. or you, you you trade Pagaro for Cabrera and you sign Adam Frazier yeah he's not the way he was before but he's he's someone where you could be like you know, he's he's got the job. Nick Gonzalez, G1 Bay, Jared Triolo. You're all in the mix. Take it from him. Like you have you will have the opportunity to take it from him, right? So I, I think if you were gonna do something like that, I would have liked to see them do like a move like that uh earlier on in the in the offseason. Um I would do it. Like if, if it was trade Pagaro for Cabrera, I would do it. I like Pagaro. I like Cabrera. Sometimes to get something good, you've got to give up something good. Like that's just how it works, right? More than sometimes. Yeah. Typically, and so then it's like, the yeah. So then it's like, what would you rather have? Would you rather have Edward Cabrera or would you rather have Leo Pagaro? You just got to kind of also look, see what's, what else you have. Like if 
Triolo's probably I I would say right now Triolo is certainly capable just because of the glove of putting up a one to two war season at second base. If you just plug him there pretty much every day, I don't think that's the best way to use Triolo, but like, I think he's capable of doing that. So I, I would say, yes, you trade Piguero. And then like the, the, the question of Bay Ashcraft, that just isn't, that just simply isn't enough to get it done. Right. I think we're overvaluing both of those players. I don't know what it is exactly. I don't, I don't know if it's just because again, too, like the initial talk and rumor was it was those two plus what was the third guy in this deal? Like Mitch it just Jeb seemed like, or... <laughs> yeah, Jeb. It's just like that. That's, that's not going to be enough. If that's enough to get Edward Cabrera, he's already traded to another team that said, Oh, well then here, take this. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, like those initial thoughts and reports, like that's, that's not enough to get it done. You're going to have to take more. And like, if it is that the Baguero line, then um perfectly okay with it. And this, I yeah. think, was where like a lot of home, and this isn't like blaming like Pirates fans or anyone else. This, I think, this is naturally any home team, right? But like, this is where like you overvalue your own process. Like, and I get it, I understand. Like, you, you like that player, so you don't want him to go. You don't know what Eric Cabrera is. You don't have attachment to them because, like, no, I'm not giving up Baguero for Eric Cabrera. But like, Baguero's just like there's nothing that there's nothing that stands out. Says like this is a, a can't miss guy. It's probably why absolutely he was, not. Yeah not rated that highly, you know, when he finally was rated as a prospect in the top 100 list and such like, and you saw him make his debut last year. Like, yeah, there's tools that you like about him. There's tools that you like about Edward Cabrera. Also, there's many flaws that Piguero brings as well. Like we're not even sure defensively how good he is either. So yeah. With that being said, if it takes Piguero to get Edward Cabrera, which is probably going to, that still seems like a win. Yeah, I would do it, which then feeds into there's another question here um, kind of along these same lines. We'll skip. Um, so personally, I haven't. This is from Nosler 2020. Uh, personally, haven't given up on Nick Gonzalez. Why did so many people give up on him so fast? Dude is a top 10 pick and could be pretty decent. So I said, if you if you trade Pagero, you're you're going to then be leaning on Nick Gonzalez a little bit more. So really, just to answer the question why people are down on him, like you drafted him as a potential batting title winner. Like those were what the scouts said. Um, just this elite hit tool. And he's just shown you he's not that. Um, the, the strikeout rate coming from a guy who was supposed to be this advanced bat out of college and I'm not even talking about his major league strikeout rate, which was over 28%, but you know, throughout the minors, 20, 28.5% in AA, 26.6% in AAA. Like, those are just higher numbers than what you want to see out of a guy who's supposed to possess this such elite hit tool. And it just goes back to like, we talked about this when we when we were debating like Mason Martin years, years ago, right? Yeah. Like there's there are some things that you really like about Mason Martin, but at the end of the day, guys who strike out that much in the minors don't play well in the majors. Like they're not major leaguers. There are not very many people in in the major leagues who are successful who struck out 20, 29% of the time in double A. You just don't find them. Like, are there a handful of them? Sure. But 
the track record of hundreds and hundreds of baseball players who have done that in the minors doesn't uh, doesn't correlate well. So I think that's why people are down on Gonzalez. He just hasn't shown in the minors what you want to see out of a future major league baseball player. Just plain and right. simple. And like what I add out to the strikeouts with is he doesn't possess the power to make up for that. Like it would be different. Like 20, like 26, 28% isn't totally egregious. And like, you can't become a major league player, but you're probably doing that because you're hitting like 30 bombs a year. Like yeah, that's if how he you had cruise type power. Then it's like, okay, I can overlook that. Right. This is a guy who's getting on base because of contact and he can't make contact. So that's the problem. So I guess what I'm going to go to here is I think part of the issue is, and like, this is like blaming you, right? But the way the question is like given is given up on them like so quickly in a sense. And I think this has been a process. I don't, and maybe others have, I can't speak to them, but like for us, I think we're able to move and not move on completely. Like there's still hope. Like you still want to see him develop. I'm not giving up on him entirely, but I think we're able to pivot and move on from him quicker because We've had these warning signs and concerns as he's developed. And part of it was, you know, for the first two years, he's injured. And, like, you kind of give him a pass, and he had a stronger second half. So you kind of overlook the, the, the issues. But when the issues are still there as he's, you know, still healthy and hitting the higher, you know, minors, and, like, you see the major leagues, like, those issues are still there. I think Eric Longenhagen kind of said it best last year. Before the season started, when he dropped so far, or like, you know, why? Because there's still this talent there. And what if he turns in? He's like, guys, listen, like, it's not going to happen. And when you're like, when you're seeing this stuff already, like, in his mindset, like, you just move on. It's not going to turn around. And he dropped them. He moved on way quicker than anybody. And so, again, like, I guess that's just part of it. Like, what you're talking about, like, with his struggles, it just doesn't typically translate to major league players. And they didn't improve last year. So it's probably not going to be that guy. It's unfortunate. And I hope he is. Like, I'm still going to give him his opportunity this year to prove us wrong. But I'm not banking on it. No. Man, that's pretty pretty much uh, hit the nail on the head there. Well put. All right. So we'll go back in line since you skipped Barucky. Just want to point that out. Barucky Truther, seventeen seventy six says, <laughs> uh, "This is this is pretty good though." So yeah. this is, I mean, this nails the head on pirate fans. We bitch and moan because we are pirates fans. Let's start out there and also preference back to this whole week. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're entitled to. We are pirate fans. So we bitch and moan because we are pirate fans. And regardless of who we sign during the rest of the start of the season, what are your thoughts on this team? If all goes right, which is a lot. It's potentially a wild card team pushing to win a division, especially this one. That's my opinion. What say you? And we all know who we would want to sign before the season. The question is, as is moving forward. Jim, what are the 2024 Pirates? Ooh. Um... I think they're a pretty volatile team right now. Like there's a wide range of what this team is capable of doing, depending on how the younger players uh, develop or, or don't develop. Um, 
I, I tend to agree with him that this team is, is certainly capable of being in the mix for a wild card spot. Um, especially with the expanded wild card. Like, you know, you're you're talking about 83 wins in that area means you got a you got a shot, right, at making the playoffs. And I think this team is is probably more like a 75 to 76 win team at the current moment. But you know, there's variance there, right? I mean, things go your way, you win a few extra games, boom, you're you're right there. I don't think this team in its current makeup, even with the way this division is right now, is even capable of winning it. Like there I feel like there's the central's weird in that there are also a lot of other teams that are kind of in the same boat as the Pirates. Like there are other teams out there who I think are capable of doing more than what they're projected to do or doing less what they're projected to do, right? Um, you know, you look at the Cardinals, like the Cardinals should be better this year, but what if they aren't like, what if their young guys don't take steps forward? Um, what if they're, what if, what if all this whole time it was Yadier Molina keeping that team together? And as soon as he left, you know, it just all goes to shit. I don't know, but I, I kind of keep looking at the Reds too, as a team where like, if just a few of those young guys keep their progression and development like i think that's a team that has a much better shot of winning this division than the pirates uh there, there's there's a lot to go there um the the brewers too like to, like there's a lot of question marks in this division um just across the board so i guess that's my answer like i i it's hard for me to say now i think there's still some moves to be made like if if like gun to my head, Jim. What's this team going to do this year? Seventy six and and eighty six. Like that's that's my prediction. Probably where we're sitting right now. Um, but things could go bad. Like things could go bad. Things could go good. Like the, this, the starting rotation is not what you want to see right now. The young guys, we haven't seen a whole lot of development from them outside of Jack Swinski. You know, so like, do does anyone else actually get better? I don't know. Um, is O'Neill Cruz an MVP candidate? Like, there's a lot of questions. So, I think this team is good enough that we're at least talking about meaningful baseball games going into September. I don't know if they have the, I don't know if they have the capability to to get to the finish line. Good answer. I think this is something we've we've talked about at length all, all year. Um, and I feel like maybe sometimes it gets it gets misconstrued. I don't think any of us hate this team. I don't think any of us think this team's got awful. Like this isn't the same vibe as 2020, 2021, 2022, right? Even 2023. When um like last year we were talking it up a little bit like that. I mean, they're bare minimum moves, but like, Hey, they actually went and got like the bare minimum. Like they got a Santana. They got cut. Like it's not going to be awful at least. Right. So the, the floor is risen. There's some quality to this team. I think when we talk negatively, right. About this off season and such, and it correlates to the team, it comes off maybe thinking that like, we think this team's awful and it's not. And again, like I think I talked about a little bit on NSN live 
this past week, and I'll say it again. There's talent on this team. I think it's it's somewhat limited to others. And you bring it up, I'll, I'll bring it up, and because they love to get on me about this, but like the Reds, right? And we talked to this behind the scenes a little last night, but the Reds made that turnaround very quickly, and they brought in a lot of talent. And you know what? Last year, it pretty much it seemed they all hit too. Like when the Pirates brought up their rookies, they all struggled. And when the Reds brought up their rookies, they pretty much all played well for the most part, right? On both sides. So it's like there's a lot of talent for the Reds, and they've they seem to be already a step ahead as far as development. So like that kind of worries you, you know, as you're talking about this team. But they could go flat too, right? Like if you think the Pirates could take that next step and be better, then you can't in the same mouth, right? Same different side of it, talk negative about the Reds because they could absolutely do the same thing. They they've already done it better, right? But like we're going back to this team is like, yeah, there's just so many variants because it's a young team and there's a lot of unsures with it. You don't know what these prospects are going to do because they've had limited at-bats. And in those limited at-bats, they were poor or innings thrown, right? Um, and it's just like what's frustrating is if you do believe in this team, then then why did they supplement it with better stuff around it? That's what's frustrating. Like they have in our minds. We don't have the books, neither do you. I get it. But like $80 million for a payroll just seems totally unacceptable right now. When you have these questions, you see this division with all those flaws that you talked about, and you could go out there and just more or less take it. And you didn't. That's what's frustrating. So again, like back to the team, there's there's definitely a lot of things to be hopeful and excited for, but because of all the unsures and uncertainties, I can't bank on an 80-win team. I can't bank on an 85-win team. I could see that happening. If it's October 2024 and they've won 85 games, kudos to them. You know, and like the talent is there, and I'm not shocked by it, but they haven't done anything to like ensure that they will. And that's where I'm at too, because for all the reasons they could win 85 is all the reasons that they could win 70. And so what do you do when you have a team like that? You kind of chop it up in the middle and you say 75, 76. And that's kind of like where I'm at with you as well. Like, I'm just going to hedge my bets, play it safe. They could go either way. So I'm going to chop it right up in the middle and say, it's probably like a 75, 76 win team because some guys will probably hit and do well and others still won't. And things even out. Yeah. And, and I want to add to this, like, I feel like a lot of people a lot of people are, are pretty positive about this team, right? And and there are reasons to be, right? And and you hit you said something where you're like, we're we're not negative about this team. Like we're not down on this group of guys. Like I hate the rebuild process, right? But I also understand that you know, because of that, they they have gotten a there there's a decent core here, right? And and we're now in year 5 and you've got you've got a, a core of guys that you've accumulated over these last few years and you're ready to compete. I'm not down on the current team. What I'm down on is like you said, we're in a division that's ripe for the taking and they didn't take it. Right? They 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 did they did the bare minimum again. And they're they're really counting on this core group of guys, right? No one that they brought in outside of, I mean, Rowdy Telez probably is like the one guy they brought in where it's like, 
he could make an impact if he reaches his upside, right? Like if, if Rowdy Telez turns into 2022 Rowdy Telez and goes out there and hits 35 homers, that's an impactful signing for this team. Now, you can't bank on that, like you said. Like that's right. that's not something you can count on. Um, it's a, it's another what if, right? They didn't bring in anything anything that you can bank on outside. Even even Chapman, their their best signing, right? Not if he does what he did last year, awesome. But the the years prior to that were not good. Like I don't think you can bank on a role as Chapman being this this great lockdown reliever. I think he's going to be be good. Like he's a he's a good pitcher. I'm going to bet on the talent. Like I mentioned, I'm going to bet on that talent. Um, But they didn't do anything this off season to like really, really get better and say, you know what? This division's here for the taking. We're going to take it. And they were everything that they needed was available at one point in time. And they just didn't do it. That's the frustrating part. The frustrating part is they got to this point where, you know, two years ago we were talking about one of the worst teams in baseball. Now we're talking about a team that's that's in a position where if you added pieces to it, they could compete for a division. And the frustrating part is they didn't do it. They added pieces basically to just fill a roster. Um, that's that's the frustrating part to me. And like you mentioned, the payroll. It's just not in line with where it should be. Like you look at other teams in this division, Milwaukee and Cincinnati. That's all I'm saying. Like spend like Milwaukee and Cincinnati. You don't have to spend like the Cubs. You don't have to spend like the Cardinals. Spend like Milwaukee and Cincinnati, and you're right there in the thick of this thing. And they didn't do it. Yep. Totally fair. Totally fair. I had something I forgot. <laughs> but that's fine, because I probably said it 13 times anyways this offseason. Um, but yeah, again, that just goes with it. Like, There's just so vol- so much volatility with this team. It's going to be very hard to... like knocked down what this team is right now before seeing any baseball because again like we just don't know and that's again part of the problem so all right good answers we'll move on um so who are your best guys for seventh eighth and ninth inning closer related assuming bednar stays the go-to guy in the ninth do you think that bc ds will otherwise pursue a mix Sorry, my mouse is over. Mix and match approach based on matchups, or is it just simple as Chapman to Bednar? Um, okay, like who's the back end of this this bullpen, Jim? I think it's pretty simple. Just say late in the game, if it's close, you're going Holderman, Chapman, Bednar. Like those are your three best guys back there. Those are the three guys you got to lean on. I agree. You don't sign in Chapman to be a matchup guy. You sign him because basically he was a closer. Now you have two closers as an eighth and ninth inning guy. And yep. you're keeping Bednar there, obviously. Like Bednar's the closer. He's not being moved off because of Chapman. Bednar's still the closer. But you now have the, the luxury of, I also have Aroldis Chapman here. And that just kind of slides everyone down. You know, like if you talk about question marks, right? You're kind of questionable about Holderman. We like his talent too. He didn't really put it all together last season to be very, very confident and comfortable. Like he's a shutdown eighth inning guy probably is but you don't have to worry about that now chapman's there that takes a lot of pressure off of him um 
what I'll say though is like what is nice, like adding a Chapman affords you the opportunities to play a little more matchups because like you have a lot of guys that you you feel kind of confident in. And hopefully, like once season starts, you feel that confidence there. They're all pitching well. So like I think it allows you that, but Chapman's your dude, and then Bednar's the next guy up. Like there's no questions about that. Yeah. And and um what's nice about this is like there's gonna be times where you know David Bednar unavailable he pitched two days in a row you're not going to pitch him a third in the row and now it's just it just helps out that depth right because then instead of holderman being your closer and then you're like oh shit who's who's like our setup guy now like who's bridging the gap it just it just lengthens that bullpen a whole lot more um i i really like this team's bullpen it is it is the strength of this team if the starting pitching can get to the sixth it's going to at least allow this team to be in a lot of games. I agree. You know what? You said something that I never th- thought through so far. We've criticized this team and most more in Shelton, obviously, because like, the usage of Bednar. Man, does Chapman help out with that? Man, like I didn't think about that aspect. Like you, you don't have to sit here and say, "David Bednar, we're playing the Dodgers. Dear Lord, save us this game here." <laughs> Throw out thirty-five pitches. <laughs> yeah, good. David Bednar, you've got to get the last eight outs of this game or whatever. Right. Yeah, like they don't need to do that anymore. Yeah, holding him up for all year too. You know, not seeing like maybe the second half drop and stuff. Man, Chapman's gonna help out with there because, like, again, like you, you hopefully right. All things go well. You feel very confident, like you know, David. Take a rest. We got a guy at those one hundred and three that's going to take care of it for you today. Yeah. Take take your rest. <laughs> so yeah, I like that. All right, cool. Um, what else we have? How many more non-playoff seasons? This is from Kyle. How many more non-playoff seasons do Derek Shelton and Ben Charrington have on their leash? Well, I think the answer is. I think the answer is two. Yeah, you are frozen. Um, I think the answer is two. Like, I think if this team makes strides this year and like just misses, they still get another shot. Like, if this team goes eighty-one and eighty-one, no one's going anywhere, right? So this team goes 81 and 81, then they go 80 and 82. Then it's like we need somebody to to bump us over this bump us over this hill. Um yeah, Denardo's internet just crapped out on him. So I guess I'm taking this one solo. Well, can you uh, hear me? I can hear you. We okay, just can't yeah. see you. Yeah. Um, but I think that's I think that's the answer. I think both are relatively safe this year, unless it's a disaster of a season. Like if this team doesn't, if this team takes a, a step backwards this year, um, then you've got to kind of, then, then you got to really reassess things. Right. But I think as long as they keep taking a step forward, both of them have, both of them have job security going in the next year. But if it's, if, if we go into year six, and they still haven't gotten over the hump. Then um, I would imagine Shelton's the first one that's kind of on the chopping block. Charrington probably gets maybe one more year, but that, that would be my answer to that question. Neither of them are in any danger right now. 
I agree with the whole, like, not right now. What I don't like about this question is having to, like, speak in absolutes. Um, I've made it very clear. I'm not about excuses. <laughs> and I think a lot of the issues right now are excuses for this team and such. But you have to have some... I'll, okay, I'll present it this way. If next year they win... 80 games. Okay, I say next year. This year they win 80 games, and then next year they win 80 games. And in both of those seasons, one, they lose Mitch Keller. The next year they they lose Brian Reynolds, you know, or or whatever. Like, like I think you could talk to me as of, well, but what if? You know what I mean? Like, I think there's still some of that in there. Again, I'm just saying, like, I hate to say it, so I guess what I'm alluding to is I think their jobs are pretty safe unless something drastic happens. Like this year, I think they're probably safe regardless. But like if next year they're like a 75 win team and there's no like like big enough excuses, there's some real issues there. But again, like if they if they win 80 games next year, like we're talking about under 500 for two years. Like if you win 80 games next year, you're also under 500. But like. If there was something drastic that happened, then you could excuse that, I guess. And I guess I could probably talked into why you keep the whole regime here still, right? Right. So that's all. I, I think it's pretty safe, as I think what both of us are definitely saying here, though. Yeah, I agree. Um, here's a good one from Ryan. What lie do you tell yourself about this team most often? It's a good question. Like, what's the what's what do you what are you doing that's that's kind of fooling yourself? That's kidding yourself. I wish I wish I my face could be seen right now because I'd be like, hey, Yark, what do you tell yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Yark. <laughs> oh, this lie? is a tough one for me. Um, what lie do I tell myself about this team most often? I'm gonna say. And I don't, I don't know if it's a lie. It's more just like wishful thinking, right? But I still am holding out a lot of hope. God, Donardo, it's just a mess right now. I'm still holding out a lot of hope that Henry Davis turns into a star and that he can catch. Like, in the back of my mind, I am telling myself, Henry Davis is the next Will Smith, right? Like that's, that's, I guess the lie that I'm telling myself is, and it's not like I said, it's more just wishful thinking, but that's, that's probably it for me because if that happens, like that's, that's so nice. That's so helpful. I, I gave you the floor. I saw this question before we started and I still don't know how to answer this. I don't, I don't know. I, I try not to lie to myself. Maybe that's what it is. You know, it's just like, I'm not going to do it. I don't I've know. That's pretty a honest. That's a lie though. You're you for years, you were basically propping up chat. Cool. <laughs> so, but like, I believed well, in it. So it wasn't well, a lie. I, I was telling myself, I believe that's in that. True. That's a George Costanza saying right there. It's not a lie if you believe it. Right. Actually, that, that's perfectly <laughs> said. Exactly. 
Uh, I guess if I'm going to answer this, I, I don't know. Like, what lie do I tell myself? I don't know, man. I really don't know. And I'm okay. So, like, put myself in the the Chad Cole mindset. Who am I like yeah. the most bullish on? Maybe that others aren't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I Jeez. feel like that's actually maybe true, it's right. I, I can't think of someone who you're like overly hyped about right now. Jason Delay, maybe, but I don't even know if that's just like a, a shtick. <laughs> but right? yeah, like that's you just love you just love Jason Delay for some reason. Um, yeah, I, that's a tough question for you because I feel like you're not overly optimistic about anybody on this team. Maybe all those people on Twitter are right, Donardo. You're so detrimental to this team's success just from your mindset. But like I don't I don't have I feel like I don't have irrational hate for anyone either. Maybe I'm just so far this this entire rebuild and everything is just maybe to a point where just like I just need to see it. I'm tired of shit. I don't know. I get what I was gonna say is is maybe the O'Neill Cruz. I, I do I do believe in O'Neill Cruz. I feel like that's the one mainly last year and years before which isn't played in so long, but like I feel like that's the one I'm backing up often. O'Neill Cruz is a player. He's he can I feel like he can play shortstop. And I feel like he's a good player. So so maybe that. I don't know. The lie I'm telling myself is O'Neill Cruz will Cruz will come back and play very well this year. That's, yeah, I don't even think that's a that's lie. I think that's boring. True. Yeah, that is that is a boring lie. Man, you're no fun. Sorry. All right. All right. How about one last question before we get out of here? And I can't fix my camera, by the way. I don't know what's up. You're a mess. But like Yark said, the the product, not seeing you has helped the product. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should try this more often. Um, all right. Last question here. This is from Jolly Roger Report. Who is your biggest candidate to break out in spring training? He adds that uh, that he's he's taught, he's saying Nikki G, um, but uh, biggest candidate to break out in spring training. What do uh, what do you think there, Donardo? Hmm. I think the safe bet is Henry Davis. I think that's absolutely the safest bet because we know the dude can rake and. You know, last year he came up and you saw signs very early. We understand the injury was there. There's still development, right? He's got a lot under his belt um, as far as some of the learning curve last year, right? We know how much he worked this offseason. I think the biggest thing about him is mentally in the catching, you know? Hopefully he's good enough. That the batches plays, but like we, the dude can just flat out hit, just flat out hit. And I think he can regain that. And obviously, we saw how bad last year was. So it doesn't take much for him to break out in that sense. I think, I think the easy question or easy answer is Henry Davis. That's a pretty easy answer. Yeah. Um, who do I'm uh, under the radar one though? Yeah. Give me an under the radar one. If it is under the radar, but I will say like Pagero, like again, I am hopeful for Pagero. And if he's still a pirate, which seems like he is, and today he is right now, uh, I do like Pagero's talent. Okay. And who, dear lord, could this team use Pagero breaking out? (laughs) 
All right. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with a like a real answer and then also a, a, a behind the radar one. Um, my answer is Edward Olivares. That's a good I could one. See, I could see Edward Olivares coming over here. And just raking in spring training, kind of being one of those uh, uh, who was the um, Jose Osuna type spring training where like he just he's just launching bombs left and right. The reason I don't um, like that, I was going to say another person is because both of them are in the same situation. I was going to go Diego Castillo, but we know those guys are now. Yeah. So don't right. don't do that to us, Jim. Well, like this, but this is going to actually pay off, right? Okay. So this is the lie I'm telling myself. Hey, Kevin <laughs> Newman. <laughs> there you go. This, this, I'm actually going to re. I'm going to I'm going to take my back take back my last answer. My my next answer is Edward Olivares breakout spring training, and uh, you know he's going to become like this this twenty twenty five plus homer guy. No, I I I like Edward Olivares. I like the way he finished last year. The dude has a ton of power. He's someone that this team, like he, like this team has lacked just like a pure power bat. Um, and I think he's, he's got a good chance of providing that. So that's my pick. Um, more of an under, hey, you're back. Uh, under the radar, I'm going to actually go to the pitching staff and I'm going to say it's going to be a relief pitcher. Who's going to look really good? And people are going to be like, "Hey, you know what? This guy kind of sucked last year, but um, but he looks pretty good now." I'm going to go Hunter Stratton, Donardo. Hunter Stratton. Oh, okay. That's my way under the radar one, and the reason why I'm saying this is because he put up pretty good strikeout numbers uh, in AAA last year. He had a two, I mean, didn't have a ton of playing time last year, but you know, he, he was effective in the majors as well. The stuff is the stuff's kind of enticing at times, um, little kind of all over the place, but yeah, Hunter Stratton is my pick. The stuff's to kind just of like enticing com- some completely, of the time. Yeah, that's way under the radar, <laughs> completely under the radar pick, Hunter Stratton. Jim, what's gotten into you? I feel like if this is 2023, Jim would be hearing. That's not a major league baseball player. Uh, hey, we're, we're talking about way under the radar here. Like yeah. I'm saying that spring training comes along and, and there's last cuts to be made. You know, non-roster invitee Hunter Stratton. It's like, eh. yeah, that's my pick. Okay. I mean, if that happens, that'll be good. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I'm not banking on that happening, but I'll take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good question. I guess um, it, I, what makes this kind of difficult again is, again, like the, the way the team is right now. Like there's so many players that could fit this bill right now. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of people who could use some breakout spring trainings and For regular sure. seasons. All right. So I think that wraps it up. I think it does. Cool, cool. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Um. So, yeah, this week, again, kind of a little bit late. I think we'll have a clubhouse on Friday, just so people know that. Um, obviously, NS9 Live this, this Wednesday. Introducing something today, so stay tuned. Um, but if you know Vinny, our friend Vinny from Twitter, he's going to be uh, doing some stuff with us. 
So our NS9 Gaming, take another step. Vinny's on board with us. He'll be taking over some NS9 Gaming duties, um, and we're going live today at 8 o'clock tonight. So uh, again, stay tuned. We'll make the announcement. We still got some more behind-the-scenes stuff to get with the Vinny on. But uh, yeah, Vinny's debuting with NS9 tonight at 8 o'clock. This is like his second debut. He debuted in Jeopardy a couple of years ago. Well, so okay, yeah. This is now his official NS9 debut, though. Yeah. We yeah, want to forget about that forward. first. Yeah, debut, looking forward. Looking I think Vinny wants to forget about that as well. <laughs> yeah, this is it's a redo. Yeah, redo. there it is. I still have the meme though. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah. So again, this is the final week, and then we're in Bradenton next week, and man, I can't wait. And then after Bradenton, we have another thing under our. We were cooking, Jim. We were cooking. We announced something coming up here soon too. But uh, anyways, let's get out of here. So appreciate everyone for watching. We'll see you guys again. Bye-bye. See you guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.